Welcome to another episode of the growth room cue drum roll oh. <laughs> um yeah today's episode is going to be very interesting um, because for two reasons first reason is the person that has to be beside me um one of my closest friends actually she's actually she's my sister to be honest I'm basically her family member. She doesn't like to admit it, but I am. But, and also just because of the topic we're going to be talking about today. If she knows we've been on this series of, you know, just talking about matters of our hearts, our minds, and, you know, all the nice stuff of our life. And today's episode is going to be about healing from trauma. Hmm. This episode, well, God help us because. Um, the amount of vulnerability that's required is one that I have never done before and I'm very sure my dear friend over here has not done it either <laughs> so it's going to be very interesting but I'm going to let her introduce herself actually, should I do it? should you do it? please I should do actually, it. it'll be awkward if you do it <laughs> let me just do it what do you want me to say? okay, say your name you know what you do you are, you enjoy when you became a Christian, you know, things like that. Give us the juicy details. Okay, my name is Toju. <laughs> I um, I'm a real estate agent in Ottawa, and I also selling pyramids. <laughs> I also serve um, at my church as a worship leader, and um, yeah, so I'm a worship leader, and I also lead the worship team. So I'm on the leadership team as well at my church, like House Church Ottawa. Um, what else? What do you like to do? What do I like to do? I love singing. I am Man. always singing. She can sing for <laughs> days. Like, yeah. she responds to me in songs. Just earlier on, I was like, I don't have me to buy any set of airpods. <laughs> I just said to you, the Lord will provide. I was like, <laughs> okay. But like, yeah. I love singing. Music is life. Music is beautiful. God loves worship. So. Okay, not I'm not I'm not really my heart God loves worship, but I'm really my heart heart. But that's fine. Um we actually have been friends for when did you become a Christian? Yeah. Yeah, um I would say so I grew up in church. I've always loved church, mm. but I've loved because of how I love music and how I've always loved music, I loved church because of the worship in like the singing mm. aspect. So I used to go to church for that. Um, and then I actively started my relationship. Started my relationship with God in um, twenty eighteen. Um, I started. That's when I really would say I started moving with God and a personal relationship. And moving. My life took a turn. Yeah. Better. For the better. Yeah. We have so many stories from that era, bro. Like there are lots of things that she went through. I went through. Because I think we started. We kind of gave our lives to Christ around the same yeah. time. But officially, I personally, from my own history, we've been friends for two years now, in my own, in my own personal opinion. Yeah. But we've known each other. It's what? <laughs> but we've known each other for, I think, what, six years now? Six, seven? Yeah, six years. Six years, yeah. Six years now. Yeah, I think it's only six years yeah. this September. Yeah, we've known each other for six years now, but uh, we've really been friends for two years. A little bit of our history. We didn't like each other before, and now she can't stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Yeah, so she's my friend, she's my sister. Um, yeah, let's get right into the conversation of today. Honestly, like this conversation is, is literally just us just thinking about this because I know that this is such a heavy and a loaded topic and I didn't want it to be so serious. Not that there's anything wrong with being serious about it, but I do realize just the importance of being able to just talk about it freely without feeling with no restraints as though me and her would if we were just just thinking about like our lives or, you know, things that happened in the past. So, first of all, what was your first... <laughs> the worry what the most are asking these questions okay i can answer first if it's a bit you know but what was your first like what was the first indication that made you realize that oh my i've been traumatized i need help either from god or you know seeking like outside help like from a therapist or even just a counselor i can go first if you want i think i'm actually okay okay um i think for the longest time i didn't think I had anything to heal from hmm. and I didn't think I had been traumatized but the world is very traumatizing like yeah for the longest time um, and I would say that I realized that I needed complete healing from God um, when I couldn't recognize myself hmm. so like the littlest things would maybe tick me off or I'll be saying things that it's like where is this coming, coming from, from. Like, mm. Why are you like why are you saying this or even my thoughts like why am i overthinking a situation or thinking about a situ- situation the way um i am mm-hmm. so this was things like that made me realize okay yeah there's there's Something a problem here. here that you are not addressing and that can only be addressed through god so mm. yeah. i think my first indication i think i've always known that i have been a little bit delulu oh <laughs> But I think the first time that I kind of acknowledged it for myself, like, was when I was in, I think, my second year of university. And that was around the time that we didn't like each other, so there's that too. But um, I think for me, it started off with, like, a like a huge, like, mental breakdown. I had, like, a meltdown in school, and I remember, like, my friends had to call 911. It was, it, was, it was a mess, right? And then it was from that time that I started to be like, okay, there's a problem here that needs to be traced back and at that time i wasn't really like in a relationship with god like i started getting to know god a little bit more was more open to coming to church and for like the reason and because prior to that i hated anything about god but i'll share more about that later as we go on in the episode but i just didn't want anything to do with god so but then when i had that meltdown i was like okay clearly there's something that i need help with so why not just give this good guy a try right and I think from then on conversations with like my now pastor was what kind of opened me up to understand that there's a lot that some things I even forgot happened and like I would only remember let's say I'm like washing dishes now and I just have this feeling and I'm like wait what that happened right so I don't think I necessarily saw it in like there were I wasn't self-aware basically but I had a huge meltdown that now made me now choose my steps and be like okay there's something here that needs to be fixed what was your first response to like your indication like when you realized it like whoa like what was your natural like response did you were, were you angry at yourself were you angry if it was something that was caused by someone else what exactly was your thought process at that time i would say i was more sad than anything mm. um i was heartbroken because I could not recognize myself mm. and I think my one of my friends at the time like people most people wouldn't have noticed anything it was I think I had just one friend at the time that um, 
actually knew because he was my closest friend. Um, so he's the one that was basically seeing and receiving everything. And then one day he said to me, he said, this is not you. Mm. Like he was, he, and when he said that, I knew that I had to get, like there was something wrong. Well, I was yeah. heartbroken and I, I always felt like, like I was really sad, mm. honestly, because I was like, how, when did I become this? Like, when did I start thinking like this? When did I start talking like this? Like, so... And then I was really sad because he also saw that side of me and um, it felt like I wasn't, I was the toxic friend Mm. basically. So I started looking at myself as like toxic friend and I I think I even used to tell him then like, you don't have to be friends with me like, because because I felt like I had, he had seen a side of me that nobody in this life is meant to see (laughs) and that's meant to be for like me and God. if it was ever to come out because mm-hmm. yeah so i think more than anything i was sad i wasn't angry at myself i wasn't yeah i was just really really sad that i got to that point hmm. i think for me it was a mix of emotions to be honest i think if i remember clearly i had a huge like there was this huge amount i don't i don't want to say guilt but it was more like condemnation like this self-hatred right that i started to struggle with from then on kind of feeling like my life was just always a mess like you know when you just realize that like i'm actually a terrible person <laughs> like be- i had become the very people that i or rather yes i think that i'm a terrible, per- terrible person like i i become the very person that hated that like i hated all the, like the very person that did or the people that did the things to me that brought me to that point i had become them unknowingly because i was so like guarded and trying to like protect myself and you know make sure that no one will ever hurt me again i just kind of went down this spiral right so i think that for me there was a lot of self-hate that i had to work through with god i kind of come to a place where i understood that like everything that happened in my life some of it was my fault like i made my own fair share of mistakes but a lot of it i had no control over especially those that happened to me when i was a child right it's like those are things that i didn't know any better and like the people who did it should be held accountable not me right but anyway so i think it was a mix of self-hate and just confusion as to what like how exactly i got to where i was but it is what it is honestly um hmm when you first <laughs> when you first started working with God, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, like one thing about God is that when you start working with Him, there's this season of just revelation of okay, there's you're actually mm-hmm. not okay. Like there's so how did you handle that with God? Like was it something that you were very vulnerable with God about, or did you guys have to tussle it out? Like was there like a lot of tussling of like okay, God, but like why am I this way? You know, asking God like the tough questions. Um, <clears throat> funny enough, um, I think I was okay when mm-hmm. I came to God. Mm-hmm. So it was in my relationship with God, God that it started. That it started. So mm-hmm. that's when, like, I knew I already had the understanding that. <clears throat> anyway, I had the understanding that. <laughs> I had the understanding that there's more to life than just the physical, mm-hmm. and I knew that even though. I was maybe I was experiencing different things there was this spiritual components like mm-hmm. I was almost so sure but I just couldn't I didn't know how to help myself mm-hmm. and how to move forward so um I kind of struggled with God because it felt like 
there was no hope mm. and I couldn't be healed. So mm. <clears throat> in that sense, I struggled with God because God is like, he was trying to tell me like, you can be healed, like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I just kept on, it was almost like I was just saying, oh no, like, you know when you just, it just feels like, because of how your today looks, it feels like, like there's no, no tomorrow, like there's yeah. no hope for you. Like, yeah, so finish. that's that's basically what it was for me. Hmm. That's interesting. I can relate to that a lot. Wow, crazy. <laughs> um, I feel like so. I, I think for me, it was it was it was, it was something very similar, like along the lines of that. But I think mine took years to kind of break out of, and it's still something that I still see glimpses of even till today. Like kind of co- like when God is telling you, you know, like and then you come into like you come into this relationship with this perfect father, right? Who is kind and good and just and holy and all of these things and you're experiencing the different facets of who of who he is and then a lot of the times we tend to like at least for me i tend to like i like to self-reflect and so i'm looking at this god who is loving me and caring for me and promising me all these things about you know healing and a future and all these things and i'm not looking at myself and i'm like god the math is not mathing one plus one is equals ten because like I just didn't feel like I deserved to be healed, number one. I didn't feel like I was, I could, like you said, I could be healed or there was even healing possible. Like, but I, I could see how he did it in another, in like another person's life or I could see how he did it in like, you know, the, my friend's lives. But I just didn't see how it could possibly apply to me. And also because of my background and like the history that I had of just like feeling like every single thing in my life was just bad and was going to crumble it just felt like my, I, I was almost hanging on to god by, by thread like i just i was trying to make it it was almost like the relationship with god was going to crumble at any point so you know stuff like that so i feel like that was my own disposition to like god and i for me the reason why i asked because i know i took so with god like i <laughs> one thing about me or rather me in the past is that if I don't understand something and I cannot reason it in my head and it doesn't make sense to my to my mortal mind, it's hard for me to kind of like 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 I don't say follow through but even adapt to it. You get what I mean? Like I feel like I have to see what you are telling me. Like you have to give me evidence of what exactly you are telling me. So if when God was telling me, you know, I'm going to heal you, you know, there's 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 joy. I like there's joy on on the, on the other side of this. You know, you can be a peaceful person. You can have peace. You can experience joy. It just did not make like the math in my head was just not calculating because obviously my surroundings at the time was not necessarily like also helping matters so it just felt like everything God was saying to me was a lie and it's only until I came to the realization that you know what God is actually good which is that you like where I'm going to come to kind of navigating or rather how to undo those I don't want to call them toxic because that's not the right word I'm looking for, but how to undo those negative mindsets in your mind that limit you from actually experiencing the true healing that God has for you. And so for me, like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like, there will be times where I'm in prayer and God is promising me all these things that look the opposite of what, you know, I've experienced in the past with in terms of relationships, both romantic and, like, you know, friendships, or God is promising me something about my family or my future or my career. And it just feels like, okay, God, I, like, I would, I would write down what he's saying, right, and I understand it, but my brain is just like, okay, cool, when you're done telling me this super story, you know, continue to more weightier matters, right, and 
that's such a bad posture of her because it's actually a very prideful posture number one number two it's also very it's very detrimental to your destiny because if you don't heal from these things that are holding you back i promise you there's a lot of things that you will not be able to experience but even if you experience them you even your relationship with god like this there's there's so much that you will not experience if you don't let him into those intimate parts of you and also so many things that you will miss out on in your own like life right like just going through life that i i know the amount of things i missed out on like i remember when pastor was praying that prayer that whatever it is that was supposed to have happened that we have not aligned with god that let god bring it down like now because we like and i found that prayer very much because i spent the better part of my or not, not the better part a huge chunk of my relationship with god from 2018 to like about i think it was only 2021 that i started carving commas <laughs> But from 2018 to 2021, I spent a huge part of it just telling God that everything he was telling me was impossible. Like, it just did not make sense. And so we tussled. I tussled a lot with God. And it's still a struggle up until today to kind of lay down what my mind believes and take up the truth of God, if that makes sense. But, yeah, you're going to say something. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that when... I thought you were about to give me water. Because I believe... Um, I was just going to say that when when walking with God, when you come to God, like your 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 earthly relationships, have, okay. your earthly relationships have a huge huge role to mm-hmm. play um, in terms of like how you see God, mm. and so it's the reason why when like I grew up, or I think anyway, mm-hmm. um, looking back, I know I had like a good. Childhood. My parents tried their best, and they did amazing. Um, I had a good childhood. It was nice. It was fun. I loved my family mm-hmm. and everything. I love my family. <laughs> yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah. So I think I like it was pretty good mm-hmm. for me, and so that's the reason why I never even thought I could have anything to heal from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's there's that, and then there's Miriam on the other hand which evidently you can now see okay she had like the way she grew up the way you grew up and everything it's affected the way you even viewed good healing and yeah. good and mm-hmm. all that so it has a huge huge role and i was just going to say that we're coming from two different backgrounds and 100%. every single person that's going to listen to this is also coming from, from a different a different background, background. Mm-hmm. and so it's important that as you as you seek god you are also aware that he's not trying to cancel out where you're coming from mm. and he's he's only trying to take you to where he wants you to, to be. be yeah so um he's aware of everything that you've been through and he's aware of everything in general honestly and all he wants is that you know you just come to him and from there like you have seen both of us we are literally testaments <laughs> like we we came to god and in my case, I didn't know I had anything to heal from. In Miriam's yeah, case, was. she knew. But regardless, we both came and God revealed. Mm. And from there, we could then start walking with him. with him till we got to healing. I don't think that I'm completely healed because I don't think that you can be completely healed. Mm-hmm. But that's a deeper conversation and it's very, very... Yeah, but um, we are now walking with him and we can now grasp the idea of complete healing through Jesus Christ because mm. what can you guys see why she's here you guys honestly out of the talks <laughs> she doesn't like to talk but whenever she talks she just <laughs> I, was, I 
was, I was getting to your point of like how both of us are coming from different perspectives and I think I understand now why God wanted you to be here because you like usually I do this on my own but I think that the, the contrast of backgrounds helps you understand that healing does healing is not only applicable to people who had like a really traumatic childhood mm-hmm. there's also like we learned in like in the past couple of episodes about actually adult onset like trauma mm-hmm. things that only come about maybe through your relationships in your adult life so because you come to god and i think it, it's necessary that you do the work or rather you actually sit with god and you ask god okay is there anything that is impacting my behavior now my character now that is not you it could be a past relationship it could be the relationship you had with your parents it could be the relationship that you had with your primary school friends there are still things that are lingering from those relationships that are impacting the way that you see life the way that you see good one thing i was going to touch on for me was that coming to god i viewed him from the lens that i viewed my earthly like parents or even like my earthly friends i viewed him from the lens of everybody else i was around not necessarily for who he was and it's only more recently like and i'm talking as jesus as, as this week that i'm actually god is doing the work of on making me unlearn some of those things that i've learned about him kind of always almost juxtaposing my relationship with my earthly people to god so whatever they did is ultimately what god does do you understand so whatever happened with them whatever thing occurred between me and them is what ultimately occurs with me and god so whenever like there are things that for example like i would whenever god would tell me things about my life or things that was to come i never took it seriously because to me it was just all a lie like it just felt like everything he said will either not come to pass or that my relationship with him will just fade away or he would leave me at some point right just by virtue of the relationship that I had like with other people in my own earthly life and so I think it it, it, it it pays for you to actually do that work with God and go through that process with God because if you don't there's so many yeah. things that you won't even realize that you are what's that word to use when you're projecting on God and God is just looking at you but this is not who I am though like I am not this person that you think I am or I'm not this person that hurts you I'm not your mom I'm not your dad I'm not your distant cousin or your siblings who abandoned you i'm not the parent that left you at somebody's door at this age i'm not like he's not either one of those people and we're talking about in the context of relationship with god because once you start that relationship this is what starts that journey and process of healing and growth everything else flows from that because if you don't dare i say your marriage will be affected for those of you who want to get married and for those of you who think that marriage is suffering because of what you've seen this is also a cue to go back <laughs> and actually figure that out i'm talking from experience because left to me these are also the things that i also struggled with coming into christianity and god is telling me about marriage and i'm just there like i'll never submit to a man left to me that's rubbish i just was not interested because to me submission sounded like it was if you say submission i get i say yeah i get suffering you say marriage i get suffering like you say man i get suffering like i just that's that's all i could like configure my brain but it's like that bible first says that like you have to be transformed daily by the renewing of your mind because if not you will carry what's that word i'm going to use baggage yes baggage from everybody and that come on <clears throat> be for real okay um we're also going to talk about the cross because huh. this series that we're on at church go for it is <laughs> a lot um 
so basically the whole context of the series is that we're talking about the cross and what it means for us as christians the all-sufficient cross i love that term the all-sufficient nature of the cross of jesus christ and what it means for us and there are a couple of things that God kind of spoke to me about while, while, I was, while I was in service and I actually wanted to share but we're also going to talk about that. Um, one thing that was highlighted to me, we read through the story of the death of Jesus Christ and like you know how he was crucified and my pastor really went into a lot of detail on like the crucifixion and what it was actually like and like how he went into the gory details. It was a bit like, yeah. I can't lie, I was in service and I was like, eh, that sounds really, really painful but like it's important like i feel like it was so important for me because it almost like it reprogrammed my brain chemistry because i finally got to understand certain things about jesus christ that i never really did before and i'll give an example when he was talking about how they they cast lots on his clothing and how they beat him on his back and all i could just hear was physical abuse mental abuse verbal abuse and betrayal right so these are the things that were like these were the themes that were highlighted in that journey from the Garden of Gethsemane onto Golgotha. The steps were very clear. There was betrayal, i.e. Peter and Judas. There was, you know, loss because he was about to lose his mom and his mom was about to lose him, right? There was mental, like there was physical abuse because they literally beat him up. He, that, it says that like he, he was he was beaten up so much that he's, like he, you couldn't recognize him. I don't know if you guys have seen somebody being beat up that much. Like, it's scary. There was obviously like verbal abuse. They insulted him. They called him the king of Jews. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They literally mocked God. Like, I, I think about all of that and in the grand scheme of things there was also that feeling of abandonment because this like this thing my pastor said about how you know um when um Jesus quoted Isaiah and was like my god my god why have you forsaken me and obviously he was quoting Isaiah and he was fulfilling prophecy in that moment but I also dare to believe that there was truth to what he was saying because God had turned, like the, the full cup of the wrath of God was poured out on Jesus on the cross. Why am I saying all of this? It's to tell you that God can relate. That's the, that's literally the only thing. That's the only thing I'm telling you all of this because a lot of the times we go through life as Christians feeling like this God guy is just this big guy upstairs that just wants us to be perfect without any content. He doesn't understand, like he can't relate, like, you know, I've gone through so much, like it's hard for me to do X, Y, and Z. I just can't stop doing these things because I went through so much. Girl, boy, man, woman, whatever you are he can relate and i would like to just talk on this for this because i feel like she has so much to say <laughs> but we'll continue just, every time i hear the story of jesus like i don't know it's just so it's almost like i want to cry mm. immediately like and it's something that i've been thinking about thinking about a lot mm-hmm. this year like it's so hard and the fact that because it was the time we think of Jesus and the stories and everything as just stories. Mm. What they actually yeah, happened, like, like that was his he real literally life. had to go through that. So it's like I think about it, and it, it really just breaks me mm-hmm. most of the time. But um, just in addition to what you said about how like Jesus, like God feels everything. He he has felt it. He knows. I remember when I personally had got it to my lowest of lowest like and i was crying seriously this day and god said to me like he was just like i feel it too Mm. like he said to me i i feel it too and that really like 
that made me cry even more but more than anything like it made me feel like someone could feel i don't even know how to explain it because i'm not one person to like speak in words like mm -hmm. some, like i'm not the type of person to just go around and say mm -hmm. like anyways i'll be saying like oh this is what's wrong with me like i think that's that has a huge like there's a lot of that side too mm -hmm. and it's mainly because number one i'm a first born i'm meant to be or i'm i've grown up with the idea that i'm to be good like to be perfect mm -hmm. to look like everything is mm -hmm. good and i have three younger siblings i have, have cousins all together that look up to me i'm a leader at church like there's just so many things and it just feels like like you're meant to have it together you're meant mm. to be good like even um, rebecca was telling me this one time because i messaged her and i was like okay rebecca like this is something that you know i really need your help with mm -hmm. and everything and she said to me she was like you know you're really good at looking like you have everything together right and i was like it's a bad thing <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah thank god yo i feel like that is just free some of you <laughs> yeah like sometimes sometimes and even till now because like sometimes I don't have it's almost like there's no time mm. to really because I do it but it's like I'm literally always on the go like mm -hmm. so sometimes it's almost like there's no time to feel something or to even speak to someone about about it mm -hmm. so just hearing I feel it too like it changed a lot for me and mm -hmm. in that same conversation with God he said to me that he wants to change how I see myself mm -hmm. and he was like Oh no, he he showed me. It was almost like I saw myself on my bed crying, mm -hmm. and I was standing there, mm -hmm. not as myself, but feeling what I was crying. So it was it was almost like I was I was looking at myself from God's perspective. From, from God's perspective, and yeah. he said to me like, you know, I'm feeling everything too, and I want mm -hmm. to you to shift your perspective and see yourself mm -hmm. the way I see you. So that's the reason why I always tell you to pray that prayer that God that God will help you see yourself mm -hmm. the way He sees you because that thing. It literally freed me. It changes the game. I, I'm not joking. Like that statement, it it was probably the beginning of my healing process. Mm. To be very very honest, so yeah, that's that's so amazing. That's actually so amazing. Cause the thing about it is, I had a similar experience with God, but this was more. I was I think it was doing. We had like we have this event at church called Winds of Change, and I was I think I was praying. I don't was doing Winds of Change, or he was doing a service, a regular Sunday service. I was praying, and I had this vision of myself, and in the vision I was wearing like these like rags like these raggedy clothes and i was in the mud i was in the dirt like i it looked like i was going through life and there was this guy or this man like very prestigious looking man and i couldn't see his face but like his clothes literally looked like royalty he looked like a warrior on a horse the horses were white and there were these guys behind him that were all dressed in white as well and they all had white horses and he came and he put his hand out like to me like to lift me onto his horse and i kind of was looking at him like <laughs> okay, you see your horse. Your horse is white. Look how I'm wearing. Like, respect. I was just like, okay. And he pulled me up onto his horse. And when I sat down, I put my arms like around his like waist, his torso, like his waist or torso. I don't know. I think it's called torso. Torso. And as he was riding along, all the what's it called? All the dirt and like mud was it was almost like you know how like almost something fades away like in the cartoon animation form and i just had changed into like a white outfit and like i was now wearing white i looked just like everybody else on the horse like you couldn't dif like differentiate me from everybody else on the horse right like on like horses and i feel like for me that that always serves as a reminder that this is what god is doing in my life it might not always feel that way but i can see it in, in my life and even that prayer that she asked me to pray 
I think that I even kind of extended that and I and, and I started to ask God to show me who he is because I really want to know who he is because once you like once you understand who he is understanding who you are becomes easy because then you are beholding his glory and you're able to see yourself as just as precious as he sees you and so when it comes to healing from trauma I think that a lot of us are so focused on what we've done or what we didn't do or what they did or what they didn't do but God is like there's a place I want to take you to and all I need is your yes I don't need you to have everything figured out like I don't need you to know the five steps of anger or going through pain no all he needs is your yes and that process will start and the process is not always easy you have to face some very um what's the word you have to face some very not nice emotions you probably have to remember a lot of the things that your subconscious has forgotten in, in a bit to protect itself because a lot of us go through this selective amnesia where you know you've gone through trauma but if i ask you what the trauma is you can't remember what it is not because you didn't go through it but because you you have buried it so deep in your mind and then one day it resurfaces and you can't you don't know how to deal with it you need to take it to god because only he can deal with it and when he starts that journey he will start to bring things up to the surface but it's almost like a us is almost like a purging like as though you are pouring everything that was once in a muddy bottle and pouring pouring water in it and shaking it and then pouring it out to make the bottle clean that's literally how i see it so you were doing you know oh no no me i was singing sorry (laughs) (laughs) can you guys see my age oh my goodness (laughs) but yes there's a huge there's a huge journey ahead of all of us to be honest and like to just said we're not we're not up there there are things that i'm still kind of like just with good like i don't I, I don't want to talk about it like i really don't want to talk about it but at the end of the day i know that that journey that he's trying to take me on is one that's like 100 worth it and i remember a friend of mine had a dream i was going to share this a friend of mine had a dream about me one time and she saw me in a house and it was almost like the whole house was not almost like the whole house was like torn down to pieces you could see like the bricks that way you used to actually build the house you could see all the rods the foundation of the house everything was bare and i was standing in the house and it was like somebody came in and started like putting putting in new like basically rebuilding it again and painting walls and that dream has kept me together because what happened in 2021 that literally broke my life apart there's been a rebuilding since then and i'm still in that phase and journey of rebuilding i don't think i'm going to leave that phase for a long time and i don't think honestly we ever will because there's so much that we've gone through and so much that we will now still even further go through that god needs to heal us from so honestly i think that like that has held that has kept me so if you need god to give you a promise or something you can hold on to he's more than capable of doing that you need to like to just said ask god to actually help you see yourself the way that he sees you because take it from I do used to be in believe believer which is because sometimes when she's talking I just be like mm-hmm, okay thank you but I started actually praying it seriously and it has literally changed a lot of things for me right I don't pray it as often as I should I will be honest but there are times that I've actually prayed it and I have seen things that God is like actually showing me and it's not to puff myself or to make myself feel like oh everything is about me but it is to kind of encourage me and to teach me that God, the way that I think God sees me is really not the way that he sees me. It's so much more better. It's so much more glorious. Like He sees you the way he would see Jesus Christ because Jesus took your place on the cross. 
like I keep coming back to this cross thing because I really implore you to actually do a study on the death of Jesus Christ and actually ask God to show you how what that actually means for you because I promise you it will change the game and if you can you can tune in into like I said we're doing it for the whole month of May I 100% encourage you to actually watch those sermons because I think that every Christian needs to know exactly what the cross means for them because it will literally change your entire life it will it will make you see healing a little bit more different and also to to, to the point of I'm talking a lot but also to the point of where we're talking about how Jesus God can relate he really can so it, it doesn't matter what it is that has happened to you physical abuse sexual abuse verbal abuse domestic or rather you even watch someone be domestically abused whatever it might be whatever trauma whatever baggage your your own comes in whatever color your baggage comes in god is more than capable of handling it not not because not because of anything first of all because he's god and he's unknowing or seeing he's omnipotent omniscient he knows everything but more than anything because he has felt it like he has experienced it and whatever you feel he feels 10 times even like so not even 10 times a million times I can't even quantify it. He feels it infinitely more than you can ever feel it, right? So it breaks him more because he already went to the cross for you hmm. to overcome that. Hmm. So it like he feels it and then he's also then heartbroken hmm. because you're not yet walking in who you're meant to be. To be. Yeah. Well, I think you should start seeing the about walking in who you're meant to be. Because this girl, <laughs> this is like I get her to talk. If you wanted to talk, just talk about oh. how you're not seeing yourself the way God was. <laughs> ah, did you have your time? Did you have your time? But yeah, I feel like it's, it's such a necessary thing, and I feel like a, a lot of Christians come into God and rather into their work with God, and no one really bothers to teach them this. We're all about how to find a job, how to find, um, how to become a high-value man, to find a purposeful partner. See, all your issues will be solved if you know what the cross did for you. You be you that 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 wife you're looking to be, you can find this in the cross. The healing you're looking for is in the cross. The fulfillment and validation you're looking for in the cross. There's nothing more validating than knowing that as far somebody died for you. I'm sorry if that doesn't make you feel like the main character. I don't know what else. <laughs> I really don't know what else will. To be honest, like that has to make you feel like the main character in this entire situation. Um. So I would say, apart from some of the things we mentioned already, what are some things that people can do practically to help them heal trauma? Because a lot of the time we talk about these things. Obviously, we've talked about prayer. So I don't know if you haven't noticed, but two things we talked about a lot: prayer and reading the word. And to my humble opinion, that's all you need. But there are some of you that want steps. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some things that you feel like? Okay. Um. Actually, I have something to say before, mm. I will say. Let the, um, the apostles speak, glory God. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that when you, God is so, he's very, very he, uh, orderly mm. and very intentional. And there's a reason why when you come to God, the, one of the first things that he starts dealing with are like you know mindsets and how you see yourself and mm-hmm. trying to heal you it's very very important because it would 
transfer mm. and you cannot um experience god to the fullest mm. until you you know start letting go of things or at least have the idea that he is able to help you let go mm. so that's what i was just going to say um it's giving run the race like you know the kind of that says like mm. of every way that and run the race and ensnares you so run, run. <laughs> things me personally um outside of prayer i started picking like um what's the word i would catch myself mm-hmm. when i know i'm about to go like down mm-hmm. a like slippery slope or whatever yeah so let's say i am in my room and i'm just watching tv and before you know it, it's like someone texts me or something or i see something and it starts i start overthinking or mm-hmm. something is happening i will stand up mm. and maybe walk around or even if not walk around because i can't be lazy um <laughs> yeah. can you can be lazy honestly sometimes it's just standing up and go- going to the washroom mm. that will do a lot mm-hmm. like that's something that really really helped me and that's re- one of the reasons why i don't want to see in an apartment and like i personally every day she gives me five reasons why she needs to buy a house <laughs> that's just the whole point of this conversation um, she wants to buy a ministry to buy a house um i i i like the or i prefer to live in somewhere very big because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like there's space, space like yeah. mentally mm-hmm. and even outside of that it makes me know that if there's something wrong i can stand up and walk a little mm-hmm. and go back to my room and i'll be fine fine or mm-hmm. just change where i am so sometimes going downstairs does a lot instead of going to an apartment your living room your one floor apartment not to say that she, she no she, she, she's, she's just insulting my apartment <laughs> you guys she's just insulting my apartment that's yeah, no, no 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 that's fine um and if you're in a small space, because some people live in studio, mm-hmm. thing, it's okay to take a walk. I personally don't take walks um, because I'm lazy or I can't be lazy. But um, find something, call someone, someone that even if you don't tell the person anything, just call them and be like, oh, how are you? Because sometimes hearing someone speak or hearing someone's good day, good day will how it, you would, it would help you. And, you know, we're, we're called to live. We are not made to be alone. Mm-hmm. And even in that sometimes some, someone's story will liberate you liberate you or, mm-hmm. or take you out of where where you are basically or even help you in that particular moment mm-hmm. so you don't have to tell the person everything because i know not everyone's comfortable sure, sharing, yeah 100%. but like speaking to someone moving around those are two things that really help with triggers yeah. okay i think for me my own thing would be i always say this journaling i think every single person on this planet earth should own a journal but that's just my opinion. oh yeah there's that journaling because a lot of the times this devil guy this very stupid person called the devil that we are up against i didn't even go against him he's just you know those people that just can't take the hints that they're not with it that's what the devil is but let's just that's besides the point He's very crafty, number one. This is not to glorify him or to glorify his power because God God, God is not equal with the devil. The, the opposite of God is not devil. It can never be. It's just not possible because he can't be the opposite of who created him. It doesn't make sense, but that's fine. I'm saying that he's very crafty and he knows exactly where it hurts. 
so there are things that may happen people who will message you things from your past that will want to pop up sometimes even thoughts feelings emotions even i don't know about me but my my somatization like my senses are very in tune sometimes even smells and tastes will just bring me back to a moment i'm like god please like i've left this area of my life but i find that even if i'm not home and i have my journal with me or i have like notes on my phone i'm able to just type down because sometimes i don't know like i don't I, I don't know how to say it to someone and maybe people around me don't even know the history of what i've gone through and i just don't want to talk to them about it i'm able to just it's really because and this is for me because i find it hard sometimes to speak like verbally about what's going on but i can write it down i write it down like okay good this is what i'm feeling right now like i feel like this is that and by the time i finish right by the time you write like five pages you're like you've 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 first of all you've heard this you've probably even left what originally started you finally started asking god for that Mm -hmm. one phone that you want also like your brain has already left that area of your life like that 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 moment in time until you're able to just kind of think clearly that's number one number two is always having like therapy i would say for me therapy therapy has really helped me because you're able to talk to someone who's experienced in that area and i'm talking for like as people who have gone through like really really deep trauma so from sexual abuse to physical abuse whatever it might be because these, these you might even suffer from ptsd and you don't know right so those are things i feel like talking to a therapist 100 i'm also going to do this thing very soon by the grace of god actually going to be sponsoring somebody's therapy session but just pray to god pray pray but yeah because i feel like we need to actually be able to i can't just talk about mental health and not be able to assist someone because i know how difficult it was for me starting off and actually being able to afford one so by the special week so god will be sponsoring some at least for five sessions i think five sessions should be okay enough to do right but sidetrack honestly i feel like therapy is something that i really think everybody should go to even if you don't feel like you have any trauma i still think you should go to that um Another thing is also having a community of believers around you. Like Tushy said, calling somebody up. But I found that because of the kind of friends that I have, the devil cannot linger too long. I don't know how to explain it to you guys. Like I can be go I can be in a rut. Somebody will call me. And there are people who have coconuted in my life that if I if they call me and I don't answer them more than three times, they are going to show up at my door. And they will knock on the door. And if I don't answer they will call me they will text me i can i can show you i can show you a video i can list their names and they know themselves one of them is sitting right here there are lots of them but because of how what do you say i was really laughing like oh no need to call me out <laughs> yes you get like these are people who are like and it might seem maybe extreme like okay why are they blowing up your phone but because they know me and they know how sometimes i can go from zero to a hundred real quick and so sometimes you need to have that community of people who are able to pull you back and be like, girl, you're not doing that. The, like the, 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 the plans that they need me, they don't linger too long in my life. Because even if I don't answer, there's somebody that is kabashing and calling out to my spirit in the middle of the night. And I'll just wake up and I'm like, okay, I need to talk to somebody. I don't know how. And this has happened to me times that number. So having a community of believers who actually care about you will really help you. Because also when you call them with these triggers or you've seen something or you've heard something, someone called you or you had a conversation that just is making you spiral they're able to speak the life the truth of god's word into your mind even if you can't even pray they will pray over you because it's needed sometimes students so i feel like those are the things that have practically helped me and i really hope that you know what we've said has helped you in some way or a form and um, i think there's one thing that god wanted me to share and this one is a bit tough <laughs> 
because I don't think I've ever actually shared this outside of my really close friends. But I'm going to share it because I know that someone is going to need it. So I talked about earlier on how I did not want to have anything to do with God before I gave my life to Christ, and I'll explain why. Because when I was, how old was I? Okay. <laughs> when I was, I think I was nine, eight, nine, I think, around that age, I lost my sister, my older sister, and me and Harry like this. You guys can look alike, but I'm told her that's that's fine. Anyway, <laughs> that's scary. Like that's not scary. Why is scary? Why are you afraid? Actually, very strange because you know what? Share what God told you to share. <laughs> okay, so basically, um, I think after her death, I really, I really, I had, I had a lot of questions for God. There were so many things that I didn't understand. And this girl was equal. So it wasn't like, she wasn't, I, I, I stopped you with that. If it was me, I would have been like, I'm a sinner. Right? You know, I used to do rubbish like that. Jeez. But like, my sister was very much devoted to God. Like at the age of 10, she was, she, she used to pray for hours. She used to be in her Bible. So things are just, yeah, I just don't understand it. And I have so many questions. And I would ask pastors and pastors would tell me, don't question God. And I was like, be for real. Like, okay. So I just kind of grew up with this resentment in my heart towards God. Because I just felt like when I needed him the most, he wasn't there for me. Because I prayed. We did everything that we could do. Right? And I remember just feeling always like, people would talk about God. I remember my friends would tell me to come to church. And in my head, I'm just like, if you don't, if, if you don't move from my sense, but a friend of mine invited, I think it was you and, no, it wasn't you, I think it was my friend, Kumi, I think it was Kumi, somebody, somebody, she invited me to my current church, and they were like, you know, the pastor is really cool, he's a cool pastor. Oh God. If only I know. Pastor, imagine pastor listening to this, like, oh God. Oh God. But yeah, a cool pastor, he doesn't scream when he's preaching, and... And I came and I listened. I was like, okay, the guy is a chill guy. He was wearing converses, like, ah, you know, cool, cool, cool dude, you know? So, anyway, fast forward, I had the mental breakdown that I had, and my pastor actually came to see me in school at the time. I remember, we went to Tim Hortons. He bought me, I think it was the donuts or something, because I didn't want to eat. He just bought it for me. And we talked, and I told him everything that I felt, everything, how much I resented God, how much I just felt like he just did not keep to his word, and how, like, it felt like the one time that I actually decided to actually apply this word that everybody's always talking about. Because I was raised in church, I went to Bible school, Sunday school, there's no Bible verse. I'm very good at Bible school, like, there's no Bible verse you mentioned. I know, I, I mean, even if I can't tell you the Bible, I can't complete it for you. So that's how deep, as far as I'm, my, my extracurriculars used to be Sunday school. That's how deep my mom was, right? So I wasn't foreign to God, but I just felt like all the Bible verses I read were wrong. And he just did not keep his promises. For the first time in my life, a pastor did not try to tell me, oh, don't question God. He just told me, you're very valuable for the questions you're asking. And I can't, unfortunately, I cannot answer that question. The only person I can answer it is God. And I think I just wanted honesty. I just wanted somebody to actually tell me that. They also, they also did not understand. Like, they also could not answer it because it just, it, 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 really, it really made me understand that, okay, maybe there's more that I can actually go searching for. 
and that's how I actually started working with God. I think I remember the first time I came my life to Christ, the day I gave it to my my my, first, my room in Nigeria. I had this note, my my high school graduation notebook that they gave us for school. I filled almost half of this with just everything I had in my head. Every question, every, every as deep as it went, as bad as it went, everything. I just said everything that was on my chest and I was like, God, I really don't, I don't understand it. Why did you do this? 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 And that was the first time I ever heard from God. And since then, that has been my primary way of hearing from God. And I think that in that moment, it was like the only thing he she told me was that I see you. Like you're not like everything that you felt, everything that you've gone through, I've seen it. I have not been away from you. And I was like, in my head, I was like, how? Like you weren't there when all of these things happened. And I started to have a recollection of things that happened, people that spoke to me, statements that were made in that season of my life that stuck with me for some reason. I didn't understand why they stuck with me, but they just did. And I realized that each and every one of those people was good telling me I'm here. Like, you're not too far away from me. I'm not distant. I'm here. And honestly, I'm saying that to, to, I, in, in hopes that the Holy Spirit will actually speak to some of you because I know that some of you have lost people that you have prayed and fasted for. You prayed. You did everything you need to do. You, fa- you fasted. You believed. You had faith. And don't let anybody ever tell you that you did not have faith. You had faith. You, you, there's, there's such things as faith accidents. You did what you could, but it just ended up in the opposite of what you wanted. I'm really here to tell you that God sees you. I don't have the answer to your question because each person's situation is very individual and you have to go on that journey with God. But I'm here to tell you that it's worth it's worth it to actually go on that journey. It's worth it to actually go on that journey of finding out why God let it happen. He might not give you an answer. He might not tell you exactly why. But what he will do in that process is that first of all, he will heal you. Second of all, he will show you just how intentional he is about you and how at every single step of the way he was there for you. I really pray that this helps you. I don't know why he wanted me to share it, but I've shared it well, so it is what it is. And I really pray that God really, really helps you. Do you have any final words to say? I think the only thing that I would say is if there's one thing that has stuck out throughout this entire conversation, it's just relationship with God. Mm. And um, it's very important that we seek God and that you seek God no matter what has happened because Mm -hmm. I don't want to say he's God in terms of like you must serve him because he's God but he's God Mm -hmm. and um, if there's a verse that God always tells me at every single point in my life when I'm trying to maybe look um, seek something Mm -hmm. or find answers it's just seek first the The kingdom kingdom of God and everything else will follow Not, not seek church <laughs> not, not seek your not pastor seek, not, seek, not seek your pastor not seek the worship music that is on earth not, not seek, seek the fine boy church some of you that, but actually seek God and everything else will follow and mm. that honestly has been my own life story like mm. I literally just move with God at every single point I know no matter what because like Miriam said you will there are things that will still traumatize you in this mm-hmm. life you will go through things I read a lot of like traumatic stories like oh, well, it can, whether it's other people's things. stories or something and they are a lot like people go through things you've gone through your own things mm-hmm. and 
your your thing sometimes no matter what anyone might try and tell you it was it was big it was because deep. sometimes people try try and make it seem like oh you know i had it worse than you mm. someone out there they will not be the for trouble <laughs> but all i'm trying to say is that god is here mm-hmm. and god is with you mm-hmm. and he's just saying seek me mm-hmm. and it will be fine like just yes. come to him be vulnerable with him he understands he is there for you Come, yeah. come all ye who are heavy and who are heavy laden and burdened and heavy laden and I will Ooh. give you rest. The rest of the Holy Ghost is real. The rest of yeah. God is real it and is. it's very evident. I wish I had like, I wish we could just sit in a room for hours and talk about this because I have stories for days. Like, she knows this more than anyone. Like, my life has, this entire video is exactly what I've had to experience for the past couple of years. Like. And there are still things I still don't even understand. Still things I'm still trying to figure out. So that's to tell you that it's not a, um, we're not there yet. We've not arrived anyway. But we we are attempting, doing the very best that we can to lay aside every weight, every sin that is against to run this race with God freely and do it well. Because when you start your work with God, man, your life changes for the better. I can't, I really can't. Because who I who I was then, she knew me then. She was, unfortunately. <laughs> A victim of who I was back then, Jiggins. And she can she's seen me now, and so she can definitely testify of the goodness of God in my life. Even no one else can. I know <laughs> I know she can, right? So honestly, I really pray more than anything that for everybody on this call, or sorry, no call, for everybody on this video who's listening to the podcast, audio, video, whatever way you choose to listen, I pray that the rest of the Holy Ghost really rest on you. I pray that this peace that surpasses all understanding fills your heart. I pray that in this moment he will make you aware of not only his presence but his love for you. I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be open, that you will truly fully understand just how high and how deep and how wide and how big God's love is for you. I really, really pray that God really shows you that he's there for you, not because he ever left or because you haven't seen it yet. And I pray that, I know that you will come back and you will testify of the goodness of God in your life. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really hope you enjoyed this. I really hope that God met with you and spoke with you. I hope that your journal is full of things to talk to God about. And as always, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you to to you so much for having or for coming here. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule. Although I have grab with Raisha, but you know, it is what it is. We gotta do what we gotta do. Yes. <laughs> but yes, thank you guys so much for coming and watching. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.